Okay, folks, here we are again. This is the Zoopla UK House Price Index according to Zoopla's research and insight in May 2023. Now, I think we've got to look at the headlines here in the executive summary. Uh, so here we are right here. Now, um, what we're saying is, according year on year, uh, Zoopla House Price Index says their house prices are up uh, just 3%. Uh, first time buyer share of sales um, is actually um, at at 34%. So that's actually quite encouraging that first time buyers are actually 34% of the sales in 2022. That's almost one in three of first time buyers buying properties, which is fantastic for the lifeblood of the property market because it allows other people to upgrade. Uh, feel free to chip in in the comments if you want. More than happy to take comments and uh, ask. You can ask questions about this as well. Uh, and 7,500 is the increase in income required for a first time buyer to buy a three bedroom home. Um, generally, first time buyers tend to go for two bedroom, one bedroom um, in terms of where they are right now. Um, three bedrooms are actually a bigger leap. Um, so, you know, it says about the seven and a half thousand for an increase. Um, whether that's true or no, or, or actually quite a huge amount of a big audience, if that makes sense as well, um, then we'll have to look, wait and see. Uh, let's look at the executive summary for according to Zoopla. So annual house price growth uh, is slows, but the worst of the month on month price falls are actually now behind us, according to Zoopla. Demand continues to recover. Um, and as the number of new sales grows. Now, see last week, it is the highest new sales of properties it has since the start of the year. So where do you think the housing market's going? Very, very stable at this point in time, possibly. Is there a mini boom? Well, we'll find out in the Sunday night show, actually, because I'll look at that for Fife in particular and see where the properties sold in the week and see what price point they actually fall into. I believe there's a two-tier system involved uh, happening in the property market right now. Everything up in Fife up to about 250,000, there's more demand than supply for. Everything from 250 to 350, it's even Stevens, and everything from 350 onwards, uh, there's more supply coming onto the market. In other words, more properties for sale than actually being sold and demand for them, them itself. Uh, probably because uh, interest rates are a, bit, a wee bit higher than typically uh, normally for the last couple of years. Um, so they're saying demand because they recover the number of new sales uh, actually grows. First time buyers um, for um, with the largest number of buyer group in 2022, which is really encouraging. As I said, you really want a healthy first time buyer sector. Uh, and the reason for that is because that's the lifeblood. If they buy the properties at the, at the lower end of the market, which is the first time buyer territory, that allows people in the lower end to upgrade to the mid market. And that allows people in the mid-market to upgrade to the huge family homes that they're living for a number of years from then on. But it also allows the people in the higher end of the market to then downgrade because then their house is sold and it releases. And then they buy at the lower end of the market as well, which is the typical of the bungalows or mid-market as well, um, and actually keeps that market sustained. So it's the circle of, <laughs> I need to coin the phrase, the Lion King, the circle of life in the property market. Uh, so to speak, if that makes uh, sense for everybody else out there. Uh, let's look at the graphs, and I'll explain a wee bit more about what this means. Uh, this is overall, this is how they see it. Um, so income uh, uh, to buy a three-bedroom first-time buyer home has increased by 7,350 uh, 7, since 2020, which varies by uh, geography, in other words, region. Um, the housing market is more balanced than than it has for some years, and sales could exceed one million over 2023 if current uh, trends uh, uh, continue. Uh, soft landing for sales market begins to play out. We can see it here. There's a demand year on year. So you've got here, 
uh, year on year the demand compared to last year, but you've also got versus 2019, which is pre-pandemic level. Um, so you can see demand um, um, is 42% down year on year for properties. However, compared to 2019, which is pre-pandemic, demand is 14% more than it was in 2019. So we've actually got a better market than before the pandemic. Um, number of sales agreed, 14% down year on year, but actually better than 2019 by 6%. Flow of new supply, well, flow of new supply is there's more supply coming into the market year on year than there was the year before, but there's less supply compared to 2019, which says that we're actually we're actually doing better than 2019. And 2019 was a really good year as well. Um, so you can't you can't really uh, um, you can't really castigate these numbers at all, these statistics. Uh, the stock of of homes for sale, um, year on year, it's gone up 66%. But it's still down on 2019. You know, the average uh, number of properties, and I'll just quickly check. I'll not be able to show you this, but I'm going to check on Zoopla right now across five and, and just do a numbers check. And I'll type in five and I'll be able to tell you how many properties. Now, typically pre-pandemic, um, it was about 1,200 properties up for sale right across five. But it's only 895, which is approaching 900. So we're still way down on what we were in terms of the stock of homes for sale. And that's why that 14% is there compared to 2019, uh, these levels. So definitely, I think a, a, a soft landing for sales. Uh, according to Zoopla, uh, the leading indicators of housing market activity and pricing, how, how steady um, the sustained recovery and demand and continued growth, the number of new sales agreed, house price inflation actually continues to slow, but a major piece of recreation remains, price recreation remains a very low probability. Uh, that really means that they don't expect a price crash in the market. Demand for homes reached its highest level this year um, after the Easter break, according to Zoopla, and is 14% higher than 2019, that's what said there. Um, so you can see all these numbers and all these averages. Uh, the worst, uh, they, they then go on to say the worst of the monthly house price falls is now behind us. So leveling off more than likely. Uh, let's have a look at that then in the next graph. And I'll talk you through this. Um, so here it is here. This is the momentum and annual house price inflation as it falls quickly. Um, so 2000 uh, 22 versus 2023. So there's 2022, 2023 by region. So you can see the house price um, growth or inflation as it stands. There's Scotland, 2.5% in Scotland, according to Zoopla. Uh, year before it was 7.4%. Uh, so you can see that Wales was obviously the biggest um, the year before, and it's kind of now still the biggest uh, year on year. Um, okay, so what is Zoopla saying to this? Uh, annual house price flows has slowed to 3%. But prices continue to register modest quarter on quarter price falls of up to minus 0.7%. That's nothing to worry about, to be honest, across all regions and countries in the UK, which is Scotland, England, Ireland and Wales. Um, um, and, they, and there's actually other signs of level of monthly price reductions are now reducing and the main adjustment in pricing is behind us. Uh, our Zoopla's UK index is likely to register a low negative annual growth by the summer and, and and the end of the year at minus one percent so now we were saying that basically house prices might correct themselves by going down between five and ten percent and i actually thought that as well but zoopla is now saying that that's going to be just minus one percent 
So that's a big that's a big difference to compare to what the projections were at the beginning of the year. So they go on to say as well that current annual growth rates uh, ranges actually from uh, plus 4.8% in Wales to uh, plus 0.5% in London. Less than a third of the levels recorded at this time last year. Uh, at a localised level, um, we are recording, the Zupla is recording modest year-on-year -year price falls of up to minus 2.1% uh, across six local authorities in Inner London and Aberdeenshire. No surprise, Aberdeenshire are still suffering because of the oil market consolidating and, uh, and, and working from somebody else. Um, across the six local authorities there, as I said, in uh, London and Aberdeenshire, uh, all other areas continue to register positive annual growth rates, uh, but at a much slower rate than the year ago, as the modest repricing uh, process continues to run its course. Um, okay, um, so what do they say about first-time buyers? Let's jump onto that, as we'll see here. So first-time buyers, here we go, biggest buyer group in 2023, uh, 2022. So first-time buyers, give yourself a pat on the back. You've kept the market quite resilient. Um, the Zoopla actually going to say that. The resilience of the home buyers in the face of the higher mortgage rates has been impressive, but not wholly unexpected as a result of the tougher affordability test for new borrowers since 2015. Uh, first-time buyers have also proven resilient. Um, and with an estimate of first-time buyers using a mortgage accounted for over one in three sales last year, 34%. Uh, this made them the largest group of home buyers, followed by existing homeowner, uh, existing owners uh, using a mortgage, 31%, and cash buyers, 25% of that market, as you can see here. So you can see here, first-time buyers, 34, and you've got their existing homeowners, 31, and 25% are the cash and investors, investors still quite resilient, cash owners as well. That's people just, you know, they're not wanting a mortgage anymore. They just want to buy for cash. Um, and uh, that's quite resilient. A lot of people are actually downsizing now from bigger houses because mortgage rates are going up and thinking, I just want to live mortgage free. Uh, buy to let with a mortgage is quite a worry. Um, and it's at 10%. Now, why do I say that? Because the uh, mass exodus, especially the Scottish market of landlords, um, can cause a huge problem for homelessness in the most vulnerable areas of society because the government's not built enough uh, social housing in order to sustain that exodus and of the rental stock in the market. Um, they need to encourage, they need to, my, just my personal view, they need to encourage um, buy-to-let landlords to stay and because of the draconian legislation they're putting in place just now, they're almost trying to stop them from leaving but they're not actually reinvesting as a result, and that's why that 10% is so low. Uh, now, people out there could get your flags out in your bunting and think this is actually a fantastic uh, reason uh, First, uh, investors, uh, private landlords and investors are not going to be here, but there's nothing, there's no other housing to actually replace that stock with. Um, so therefore, the people that can only rent, um, then therefore, and cannot buy, therefore have nowhere to go, which could cause a furless homelessness problem and compound the already record homelessness rate we have in Scotland right now. Um, but that's that's one thing the government needs to take account of. Um, so the key here as well is first-time buyer income. Um, uh, has First-time buy increases uh, £7,350 for a three-bedroom home. So that's why their income has to to buy it has to increase. Zoopla tracks the type and price of homes that first-time buyers want to buy and can calculate the household income and deposit required for a purchase. The average asking price for a three-bedroom home for a first-time buyer 
this is across the UK, remember, not just in Fife, because Fife's average price is 160,000, but the average price for a three-bedroom home across the UK is 230,000 and 210,000 for a two-bedroom property. The rapid growth in house prices over the last three years means that household income um, to buy a three-bedroom first-time buy home has increased by an average of £7,350 uh, to a required household income of 55900 and an increase in two-bedroom homes is, is lower, up to £4,900, with an income required of 51000 to buy that. Uh, the deposit to buy a three-bedroom first-time buyer has risen um, in, uh, by... 4,650 to 34,500, and while a two-bedroom home is 3,000 higher at 31,500 uh, to buy a two-bedroom home. Uh, they go on to talk about affordability. This is probably where it's key here. Um, so we'll just jump onto that and look at affordability. Affordability is key for everything. So why is that key? Let me just take a wee sip of my drink. I've got a green mug, that's why it's disappearing. Uh, the impact of her, uh, of higher house prices on first-time buyer affordability is actually not uniform and depends upon the level of uh, the level of house prices and how much they've changed over the last three years. It's clear that first-time buyers have actually faced bigger price increases in the southern regions more than the northern regions. Uh, the chart that we're looking at right here compares the income to buy for a two-bedroom and a three-bedroom first-time buyer home in 2023 and 2020, um, uh, revealing a wide disparity, actually, in affordability. You can see that there. So here we go there. There's the three-bedroom home um, in 2023. That's uh, where it is, the average first-time buyer income required in the London area. has to be round about just under 220000 um, and a uh, two-bedroom home uh, is around about just under 100,000. That's because average price point in London is about 450,000 to buy a property. We're in Fife, it's 168,000. Uh, and we're in Scotland, it's about 190,000. Um, so it's a huge disparity. And you can see that there. The average um, income required to buy a first-time buy a three-bedroom home in Scotland is uh, way below. It's, it's around about the 35,000 mark. Um, and in and, and, and a two-bedroom, Again, it's just slightly lower as well. So it's very, what it tells us is very, very affordable to buy in Scotland. Uh, that's that's probably key in the message that's coming out here. Uh, the higher value markets such as London and the Southeast and the income needed to buy a home has increased by up to £12,150 for a three-bedroom home since 2020. The greatest increase in income needed to buy a two-bedroom home is 7300 in the Southwest and East of England, um, and in the lower market value markets, the increase has been more modest as the pricing of first-time buyer homes is generally lower. Now, it's no surprise that the market activity is holding up better across north of England, Wales and Scotland, where housing is more affordable uh, than southern England. And we can see that clearly on the chart right here. So the first-time buyer options to manage affordability pressures are, are there. And the, you know, it's basically forced with increased buying costs. Uh, forced faced with increased buying costs, first-time buyers have several strategies they can employ, uh, either individually or in combination. Uh, the first is to try and save a larger deposit or borrow more from the bank of mum and dad to get that. That's where there's options. 
This will be a growing challenge for renters when raising when we're raising rent, uh, rising rents will be absorbing a greater proportion of their income and creating less availability uh, availability to save for a deposit overall, uh, and thus driving increased urgency uh, to buy where possible. Another important another option is to take a mortgage with a longer term and gain uh, extra buying power because the lo longer term it is the less amount of money you're paying out every single month, therefore it's more affordable for you to buy. Uh, there's no surprise that the Boris Johnson actually said under his government that they were looking at 100-year mortgages. In other words, not lifetime mortgages, but a, a generational mortgage that can pass on to the next generation. Now, whether that's right or wrong, I don't know, but in, you know, in places like Japan and China, that's often used now uh, because they can't afford to buy a house outright and within such a short period of time because of that. But there will be a shift in the market um, because my generation and the generation just before me as well are, are going to be the, the, the biggest generations to leave the largest amount of generational wealth to their children. So that is then going to excite that market again and keep that housing market going and sustained as a natural result of what's happening. Because uh, the huge amount of equity we've built up in our houses and also in our wealth over that period of time and in pensions as well. Now, this will be a growing charge for renters because they will be struggling for to, to save for that deposit. Um, uh, you know, the mortgage term can be extended to be, get better buying power. And historically, home buyers um, have actually taken out mortgages with 25-year terms, uh, but there may be a steady increase. There has been a steady increase. Proportion of mortgage is up to 30 years in terms. Uh, taking a 35-year loan would provide a home buyer with a 20% boost to buying power compared to a 25-year loan. So if you take out, if a home buyer takes just with the same amount of income that they're earning, if they take a 35-year loan as opposed to a 25-year loan mortgage term, they're going to have a, a home buyer boost of at least 20% in their buying power compared to a 25-year one. Uh, however, the cost of this choice is uh, ends up, you end up, the cost of this uh, choice will end up paying 48% more in mortgage interest payments over the life of the loan. That's that's the thing you've got to watch out for. So that's why you need to speak to a qualified mortgage broker so they talk you through these options and tell you about them. Let's just um, kind of finish off with this one. This is actually some first-time buyers um, are, are focusing on smaller, cheaper homes. So let's look at the next graph, which affords the afford affordability and talk about that. So this is affordability. So here we've got the share of buyer inquiries uh, up to 50%, uh, three bedroom, two bedroom flat, two bedroom house, one bedroom flat. And we've got them over the years, uh, 2018, 2019, 20, 21, 22, and the first quarter of 2023. Now you can see that a three bedroom house um, in 2018, 2019 is almost comparable now in terms of the affordability as it, than it was in uh, the 2021 and 22. So let's talk about this. The other option is to focus on buying cheaper and, and, and low lower cost homes. Lower mortgage rates in recent years have enabled first-time buyers to purchase larger, typically three-bedroom homes. Um, higher mortgage rates and prices are pushing some first-time buyers to adjust their requirements, particularly in the area where their prices have increased the most since 2020. Um, Three-bedroom homes are still the most in-demand property type, but buyer interest has fallen back to 40% um, in quarter or the quarter one of 2023. Well, demand for one and two-bedroom flats increases 
I've always said this is now where one and two bedroom flats will probably increase in value uh, higher, proportionally higher than what the, the houses are now. Um, for that very reason, because first-time buyers are now focusing on them, because they are actually more affordable for that reason. Outside London, the average asking price for a two-bedroom flat is 200000 uh, and that's 29% lower than a three-bedroom house of 280000 The availability for more people to work from home will encourage some first-time buyers uh, to also look further afield to get, a size, uh, to get the size of home they want at the actual right price. This is why a lot of people are actually outside the area of Fife and actually looking at Fife and going, oh my goodness, Fife looks really affordable for even for a property almost at half the price of what we'll have to pay somewhere else. And I can work remotely. So why would I want to do that? And plus the fact, what people don't realise and they begin, the penny begins to drop and we take for granted, is when you're in the middle of Fife, if you're living right smart bang in the middle of Fife, it's easy access for you to get to a beach or a, the Fife Coastal Path or any amenities round about you because of the concentration that's in Fife and because of the unique features of Fife and it's 50% industrialised and 50% almost uh, urban farmland and countryside. Um, and the same happens in terms of working patterns as well, in terms of job availability, 50% industrial, 50% uh, um, farming uh, and, 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 and tourism and stuff like that so and services so that's what makes fight a lot more appealing and a lot more easier for people to actually relocate to um which undoubtedly puts more pressure on the five housing market which undoubtedly possibly keeps prices stabilized or pushes them up um, and also rents as well for that reason um okay so the ability of more people to work from home will encourage um, first-time buyers to also look further afield to get a um, better home for the, for the right price it explains why we haven't seen a bigger shift in what first-time buyers want to buy. It means demands for homes in suburbs and towns and cities with good access to transport and major employment centres will be holding up as prices uh, all, as, as well uh, as price rises. Um, Zooplus house price index shows house price growth uh, remaining above average over 5% in areas such as Oldham and Northwest, which is accessible to Manchester. Uh, Wolverhampton, for example, um, in the Midlands, which is accessible to Birmingham, and Selby um, in Yorkshire, which is accessible to Leeds, and Fife, which is easily accessible to Edinburgh. And then outside of Glasgow as well, they're all easily accessible to get into Glasgow. And these are better price points in terms of where you are. If you just need to commute in two or three days a week, or maybe even one day a week, why would you need to live right at Smart Bang in the city centre at a higher value and higher cost for things that you buy around about there? So this is the next shift of what's going to happen. Um, so let's summarise this all overall, um, overall and what, what we think that Zoopla is actually saying and what they're saying now, right? The worst of the pricing adjustments in response to the higher mortgage rates appears to be behind us, Zoopla are saying. House price growth will slow further over 2023 and dip into negative territory, but only slightly now. The more important, more important is the fact that the transaction volumes continue to grow, which is fantastic, because that is a really healthy housing market. Transactional volumes, in other words, if 25,000 houses were sold last year, hopefully if 25,000 houses will sell this year, therefore jobs, systems, sustainability, and prices will almost remain stable. It's when housing transactions drop, the health of the housing market suffers, and therefore prices begin to drop for that reason. Not the other way around. Prices don't drop first, housing transactions drop first. 
The more important factor is transaction volumes, as I said, the housing market is arguably more balanced between supply and demand and than, than it was for some been for some years. It's clear that there is a range of uh, demographic and social factors continue to motivate households to move home. If sellers continue to be a realistic on pricing, then there is a chance of up to 1.1 million sales in 2023, which would be a very, very positive outcome overall. So good news for the housing market, good news for the housing market right through the UK and right throughout um, our, our areas as well, personally. Uh, let's look at a couple of graphs before we leave, just to see regional variations so you can actually um, see them. So regional variations, as you'll see right across, uh, you can see in there and the Aberdeen area um, at minus 2.2%, but Scotland overall 2.5% up, um, Northern Ireland 2% up, uh, you can see Northeast 3.2% up. Uh, we can look at Edinburgh, for example, it's 2. Uh, I can zoom in there, give me two seconds, zoom in there, see if you can see that, 2.6 Edinburgh is. Uh, and then we can look at Glasgow, if it's in there, is Glasgow in there? Yeah, right. Glasgow's in there at 1%. So, you know, house prices very, very level now. Um, uh, the days of huge numbers in terms of um, offers over um, is gone. Um, you'll more or less be paying round about the home report value or just over it or just under it, um, where we are right now in terms of the market. Um, transactional volumes and prices overall. Uh, average price in London, there's a classic look, 521,700 now. It has come down. Uh, Glasgow is 141,900. Edinburgh itself is average price point in Edinburgh. And uh, this is the top 20 city postcodes. Edinburgh is uh, 267,200 pounds overall. Um, so, Good news overall, all round. Um, would love to hear what your thoughts are, what you think locally, what's happening in your market. But I think overall, Zooplas is a welcoming report for May 2023, um, and it could only be construed as a sign of positivity for the housing market overall, uh, in terms of transactional numbers, in terms of the stabilised prices. Um, I, the thing we need to sort out is the number of rental stock available as well, which is another story, and we'll have another show about that. Uh, until next time, guys, I'm John Parker for Five Properties TV. Bye-bye for now.